0: talent it's something we all have and it is those individual talents between different people that make us the person that we are and that's one of the magnificent beauties of being human and i believe the same thing can be said with our efforts to deal with the hand that we're dealt that's part of being human too what talents you have what talents you lack Sometimes we turn away from our real talents and we fail to realistically embrace those we do possess. I'm Coach Strab, and on this episode of the Old Man's Podcast, you are going to hear more about realizing your own talents. And this antidote, coming from an old coach, is probably not going to go how you think it might. So wake me up when it's all over. grass damn kids and here we go again another episode of the old man's podcast thank you so very much for being here and sharing your valuable time with me please subscribe to this podcast and if you have Spotify I'm begging for followers I'm looking for a hundred followers on Spotify they haven't made it there yet I'm gonna keep begging please help me out for the exclusive content subscribers you guys got another fun with spam drop this is the fourth fun with spam me making fun of the spam guys I probably have enough uh, content for one more episode at uh, episode 5 of fun with spam but uh, that's gonna be it these guys are catching on to my game and they're just not calling me or hanging up right away So fun with spam is kinda coming to an end. But what's on this episode? Well, we're gonna play trivia, and I'm gonna do a geography trivia because I'm uh, paying homage, if you will, to academics. Academics are on my mind for this episode. I know, it's summertime. Why are you thinking about academics? You'll hear why. And while we're on the subject of smarts, let's throw in a bit on artificial intelligence and I'm going to need to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real with my observation on the modern baseball batting helmet. I just want a passing grade. That's something I've set up often in my life. I said it a lot in college. In fact, in kinesiology, I said it four times before it finally happened. Every fine arts class I've ever taken, college or high school, I've begged for a passing grade. Many times, taking on many tasks, working on many different projects, all I was hoping for, or I should say the best I was hoping for, was a passing grade. And that's what's on my mind right now. Because I'm thinking about how society frequently acts like a passing grade isn't good enough. For me, it all started with the landscaping project. This is not one of my talents, landscaping. In fact, home repair, home maintenance, not my talent. But I had this little landscaping project that I thought I could take on. I was going to put some bricks along the side of two flower bed areas and put in the mulch and add some ground covers and some flowers right everybody's done that doesn't sound like a big deal and it really wasn't my neighbor who lives across the street Mike he's really good at that stuff his house looks fabulous he and his family in fact his wife mostly tend to the gardens and the flowers and everything looks great over there My house doesn't look as landscape beautiful as his, and what does look good on my house in terms of landscape is something I paid somebody else to do. Rarely do I take this on myself. So Mike was a little shocked when he must have looked out the window and saw me toiling away in a flower garden. After I had finished up, he came over to see how my work looked. He was just checking it out, being neighborly. But I had a joke and asked if he was here to evaluate my efforts. We laughed about it and talked a little bit about what I had done. I finally offered up a grade for what I thought I deserved on the project that I had just completed. I said, it's not bad. It's got to be at least B minus work. He laughed. He didn't chirp in whether he agreed with that or not. He may have had an F in mind. I'm sure he didn't have an A. But before he could speak, I reminded him, this is landscaping. This is not my major. And in coursework that isn't within my major, like landscaping, a passing grade will do just fine. And I know everybody wants an A on everything that they do. And this is kind of like the participation trophy philosophy. People, I'm telling you, you're not going to get an A on everything. You're not going to get a B on everything. C is supposed to be average. Most people should get C's. Being a former educator, we dealt with this all the time. A kid was clearly doing work that would be considered average now that was a good job for this kid in this particular academic area didn't have a lot of talent there he or she was making an effort and doing average work that's a C right sometimes a kid freaked but more often the parents freaked he did all of his work he worked so hard how can you give him a C a C is a good grade it's average everybody wants an A that's why I mean it's kind of like the participation trophy People think if you take all your tests, do all your work, keep your nose clean, you got an A in class. And it's not meant to be that way. That's not life. If you make adolescence through high school like that, you're going to have a rude awakening when you get into real life and find out your grade is what you did. So clearly I'm saying we should all be happy with our best effort. I'm also saying never settle for less than your best effort If your best effort is exemplary work like mine is not on landscaping then you better be getting that a or that b work done c's don't apply where you have talent in that particular area so outside of your skill set simply do your best and be happy with that high school graduations that's what's going on this time of the year all across the country. They are heralded as a monumental accomplishment. That always bothered me because you know what? It's not an accomplishment at all, really. It's a benchmark like your first tooth came in or you got your driver's license. Those kinds of things are benchmarks that you should reach as you go through life. High school graduation should be something that 100% of our youth achieve at the appropriate time in their life when they're 17, 18 years old. That's not much different than any other benchmark. You want to graduate? It's very simple. Keep your mouth shut mostly, don't get in too much trouble or nothing serious, and do some of your classwork. If you can do those three things keep your mouth shut mostly, don't get in too much trouble. And do some of your work you will have a high school diploma that's why I say it's a benchmark it's not a monumental accomplishment schools want kids to graduate and schools will do flips to make that happen they will give a kid all the support that they need in order for that kid to get a diploma the only reason they exist really high schools is to get kids diplomas it takes more effort from a kid not to get a diploma than it does to graduate. Keep your nose clean. Do some of your work. Most of it just to be safe. You don't even have to be smart. You're gonna get that high school diploma because the school wants to give it to you. The kid that gets all D's and he doesn't need all D's in all of his classes, just the right ones, the required classes. He gets a high school diploma with his 1.0 GPA. That kid That has worked his or her butt off, got all A's, took an AP course or three or four, made the valedictorian speech at graduation, those two kids have exactly the same diploma. For one, the kid that made the speech at the graduation, the 4.0, that's quite an accomplishment. For the other one, come on, 1.0, 21 D's, and you're a high school graduate, that's an accomplishment? Let's be honest. The other thing, while I'm pontificating, it's to get college ready. The young lady or the young man that did the valedictorian speech and many, many others that didn't get the opportunity to do that, they didn't finish number one in her class, they are becoming college ready. That kid with the straight D's, that just got the diploma, that reached that benchmark, He's not college-ready, and he doesn't necessarily need to be. I think that strata, that stratification from the top to the bottom is really appropriate. The young men and young women at the top, college-ready, go get it. Be doctors, be lawyers, cure cancer, all that kind of stuff. Those in the middle and in the bottom, not college-ready, not a problem you don't need to be college ready it's almost as if society looks down on the non-college path many careers many professions just don't need the young person to go to college and actually pushing everybody to go to college hurts some they're taking on student debt for one or two or even three years of college Only to drop out or to go on and graduate and not do anything with the diploma when they could have gone into a tech school, could have gone into the working world, could have done a lot of things that didn't require a college education, and they would have been better off debt-free than their friends that went to college and took on that debt. So, I know I went round and round with that, but here's what I'm trying to say. Be happy with what you can do. Make your best effort in everything you do. A passing grade, that's what you're shooting for in everything that you're doing, as long as you're putting forth your best effort. Whatever path you're taking, there is nothing to be ashamed of. Be you, be you at your best. i remember when something you hear from us old people often And that's where i'm going on this segment i remember when baseball helmets the batting helmets were quite different than they are now and how baseball helmets have changed really tells me a lot about society so i've been watching baseball has been what three months now into the season it's on TV all the time, going to high school games, watching Little League games, and of course watching college and professional games. And I noticed, and you probably have too, over the recent years, how the batting helmet has become much more complex. Got a face guard, the softball players sometimes have a cage, like a football helmet, so the ball can't hit them in the face, which is great. They got this plastic piece that will come down and cover their jaw because, yeah, getting hit in the face with a 95-mile-an-hour baseball is going to hurt. That's what the helmet's for. I was watching this and thinking back to when I did Little League in the 60s. So it was probably about 69, 68, 70, somewhere in that time frame. Our batting helmets looked a little bit like earmuffs. They were just like earmuffs the batting helmet and it really wasn't a helmet it was we called it a helmet but you would put it on and look like a wrestling headgear it really only covered your ears the top of your head was exposed as was everything else but it covered your ears i guess in the 60s kids getting hit in the ear by baseball was going to hurt more than a kid getting hit in the head because i suppose the theory was nobody was throwing the ball that hard Helmets have been around for a long time. For little kids, as I said, not throwing hard, I guess they felt like a full helmet wasn't really necessary. I don't think that then people were less interested in safety than they are now. It was just a different perspective on what was safe. Now, updated technology on helmet construction As I said, the face cages and the protection for the batter's face adds to that, Um, scientifically developed cushions and all that kind of stuff in the helmets. Of course, it's much, much more safe now. In every aspect of our life, being safer now is just easier than it was back in the day, whenever the day was. It also seems like safety is more coveted, that we want our kids to be safer now than our parents wanted us to be safe. I don't think that's true. I don't think safety is more coveted now in the year 2023 than it was in 2003 or 1993 or 1983, I don't think safety's become more important. I think it always was important that parents always wanted their kids to be safe. I do feel that now safety for our children is like an obsession. It started 10 or 15 years ago when we started using the phrase helicopter parents. Always there, always on the scene, hovering around, making sure that nothing bad happened to their kids. And then that developed into what we called the snowplow parent. The snowplow parent is what we're dealing with now. That parent gets out in front of the kid and gets rid of the trouble, at least all the trouble they can anticipate, before it ever happens. So where did all that come from? Well, it's that concern, right? The concern for safety that led us here. And you can't really complain about that. That's really important. Parents should keep kids safe. The question you might be thinking, are we over the top? Are we out of control with how much we spend, how much effort we put into making our kids safe? That's not the real question, and it's not what you should be asking what's happening here. What you should be asking is, where is this going to go? Will the pendulum swing the other way when the kids who are now kids become parents how differently will they do things will they wrap their kids in bubble wrap or will they let them take a risk or two that'll be interesting for us all to see all right team gather around time for a pep talk Mindset for happiness, that's something that I like to talk about as much as possible on the Old Man's Podcast. It's really important that we have the correct mindset in our own lives, that we're not making excuses, we're not blaming other people, that we have these characteristics that are well known for leading people to happiness. The one I've been talking about lately is faith. and I started this off a few episodes ago when I read you a poem titled, Whether you think you can or you can't, you're probably right. In which case, having faith in your own self will lead you to happiness, to lead you to success. Well, I've got another poem here I'm going to read to you. Roy Campanella did not write it. Roy Campanella, famous major league catcher, uh, a man of great charitable works. He was well known as a fantastic human being. Uh, He has this poem, I guess he had gotten injured, he was going through rehab, and this plaque with this poem was on the wall of the rehab facility he was going to, and he said reading this really motivated him to finish his rehab and get his career going again. It's called, the poem, A Creed for Those Who Suffered. It was written, according to the plaque that Roy Campanella read, by an unknown soldier, Here's what the poem says. I asked God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked for health that I might do greater things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing I asked for, but everything I had hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. I am among men most richly blessed. I don't know where you stand personally in your walk with God. Listeners are going to be all over the place from wanting a strong walk with Jesus or with God, whatever your religious proclivities are, to, now, not for me, don't believe, but faith. Whether it's a religious faith or a faith in humanity, faith is central to this whole thing. All of the things that are the opposite of what we want can actually be what it is that we need. Hence, the blessing. Again, if you believe it's God, fantastic, I'm with you. If you don't believe in God, you still need to look at it this way. What you have, you make the best of it, and that makes you the best person you can be. And that's faith. Faith in yourself, faith in humanity, faith in people, faith in God faith. The pathway to happiness is always going to be paved with faith. Yay! engage your brain something we do weekly on the old man's podcast to remind me and everybody else that you have to do brain engagement activities as you age to prevent that age-related memory loss studies show and it's really really strong that doing puzzles and playing strategy games anything like that that makes you use your brain get you off the couch that's good for your brain So we're going to do geography on this episode because I'm in an academic state of mind. You can tell that from what was on my mind. What is the capital of Scotland? The capital of Scotland is Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Scotland. Nova Scotia. It's on the east coast of what country? Nova Scotia. Way up north. Arctic Circle we're talking here. It's on the East Coast of Canada. Those two are pretty easy. Let's, let's challenge you a bit. There's a small country located between France and Spain. Look picture that in your mind. We're on the map. What is the name of that small country located between France and Spain and it is small. It's not the smallest but it's tiny the name of the small country between France and Spain Andorra. there you go fourth question where would you find the Spanish steps yes this is a trick question the Spanish steps not found in Spain the Spanish steps are found in Rome Rome Italy is where you find The Spanish steps. Okay, this is a double question with a bonus. This will be your last question of the episode. There's a US state flag that has a year on it. What US state flag has a year on it? And bonus points, what is that year? The US state flag has a year on it is the state of Wisconsin and that year which I assume is when it became a state 1848 all right there you go make sure you do something every day to engage your brain the funny thought that occurred to me this week. I've been hearing a lot on the news and reading in the newspaper, yes I do read the newspaper, about artificial intelligence aka AI. We are apparently supposed to be very concerned about artificial intelligence. AI is supposed to concern us. It may take us over I'm told. AIs could manipulate us. Artificial intelligence could take control of our lives, and what's worse, we might not even realize it's happening to us. That sounds sneaky, doesn't it? That sounds dangerous as well. Well, I gotta tell you, I am not worried at all about an AI taking over my life. I am not worried about artificial intelligence making choices for me. Am I fearless? No, I'm not fearless. This whole thing about AI controlling your life, it sounds a lot like being married to me. Come on, be honest, married people. Doesn't that sound like marriage? Manipulation, control, making your decisions for you? Be honest, people. Would a marriage, and I got that in air quotes there, would a marriage with an AI really be all that different from a normal human being marriage? Okay, I know it's a little bit different. Yes, I've seen all the movies Terminator, Westworld, seen them all. And I know that, apparently, artificial intelligence is capable of ending human existence. But I'm going to take this in another direction. That seems to me like a giant leap. Taking control? Okay, that would be bad. But it wouldn't be the end of the world. The AI wouldn't want to kill all the people. Wouldn't the AI lose its actual function, controlling people, if it killed all the people? I think it benefits artificial intelligence to protect people, to keep people alive so that it, the artificial intelligence, has somebody to control. Now, maybe you think I'm overestimating what might also be called an AI's capacity for compassion. They don't really have that. But it's not compassion. It's need. The AI needs people or it has no function. Sounds a lot like a marriage of convenience. And I think that's what we call it. there it is that means i have got to go thank you so much for being here with me remember to think about faith whatever it is you have faith in your pathway your road to your own personal happiness it's paved with faith i have faith i have faith that you will pass this podcast on to your friends and family so please do that I also have faith that you're coming back next week. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Be safe out there. Come back next week. We're going to do this old man's podcast thing all over again. In the meantime, I want you to have faith and live a faith-filled, bold life.